Yaakov bought the Bechayr of Emesah for a pot of lentils. The question that many Yachidim ask is a halachi question. How could you sell Bechayr, the first birthright, in the Chadovesh al-Bala Elam? But Pashtas, it seems that Yaakov tried to get the first birthright either because he wanted to have the Inuda Aveda in the Besamikdash will be through the Bechayrim, even though it was later changed to the Leviim and the, and the Kohanim, after the Chet Egel, but uh, it says when Mashiach comes, the Bechayrim will take over that responsibility again. And Yaakov felt that he wanted to have that schus, because Esau was not appropriate for this. Or the Ezra says he wanted to have the Bechayrim for the extra portion of inheritance that a firstborn gets. But they're both it's not here yet. We have a rule, you can't sell something which doesn't exist yet, but will come into existence later on in time. For example, if somebody sells someone else uh, the produce of his garden that will grow in two years from now. He sells it now, and what does he sell? That which is not here yet, that will grow in two years from now. The law is it's not a sale, it's not a contract, it's meaningless. And the reason is because you can't sell Dovash so how could Yaakov buy the Bechayre, which is about a privilege that is not available yet? It's not here yet. Yitzhak is still alive, so the inheritance is not accessible yet, not available yet. And the Aveda with the Bechayre will be later on. According to Orchaimah, she had in mind the uh, Mashiach will come. Because the Bechayre didn't serve in the, before Mashiach, they, was, they were replaced by the Kohanim. So really he had in mind the Aveda much later. Chaimim Pashas Vachi mentions that. So the Rivosh asks this question. He says that um, before Matan Torah you could sell even Davashel Baloilam. This principle that you can't sell Davashel Baloilam uh, is only after Matan Torah, but not before Matan Torah. There's no real explanation as to that this difference why should there be a difference but he brings from the Rosh and he says he heard somebody who wrote to him that in the name of the Rosh that the Rosh said that from here we learn from this story of Yaakov and Esav that the din that a Dovash can't be sold is only without a Shvua but if you make a Shvua that means that the one who sells the produce that hasn't grown yet. But he makes a shvur that he's selling it to him, he makes a promise, an oath, then you can sell even Dovashel Abalaylam. And the reverse disputes this very strongly and he says there's no logic to it. And um, why should it be a difference if he makes a shvur or not? For Dovashel Abalaylam, he can't sell, he can't sell it. But we found, and he, and he argues that, the Rivosh says that, I don't believe the Rosh ever said it. But now we have the tour, the tour Oruch, the long tour on Chumash. He brings B'Shem Adoni Rosh, exactly this. That from here, from Yaakov and Esau, the story with the Bechayre, we learn that the Dovash al if you sell it with a Shvua, then it's, it, it does work. The Shvua does create a Kenyan. And again, the Bafoshim ask, a shvur means a promise. A promise that will do something. Why would a shvur create a Kenyan? A shvur can create a promise, an obligation to fulfill. To fulfill what was said in the promise. But to create a Kenyan, where do we find that? 
So in the Chayinim, there's an interesting Chakira. The Chakira is, what is the, what, what's the reason behind that something Shalibola Olam cannot be sold or given away as a gift? That means no transaction can be applied to something which doesn't exist yet. One is because it doesn't exist, so you can't, what are you selling? It's not here. You can't sell nothing if there's nothing here. It has to be in existence before you can sell it. It has to be within your domain. You have to own it. If it's not even yours, then it's also like as if it's not here. Because you don't have the power to control it, to sell it. Saying that I'm going to sell it to you when it becomes mine in 10 days from now. You can't do that. If it's not in your possession, it's not, you don't have the ability to sell it now, and it doesn't exist yet, you cannot sell it. Or the other way is that it's not because it's not here. I can sell something. Remeyer, for example, believes that you could sell. He believes he can sell your fruit of your garden, the produce of your garden from t- 10 years from now. Of course, the sale will become active once the, the produce exists, comes into existence. You know, in 10 years from now, when the produce grows, it will officially be transferred to the, to the buyer. <clears throat> but you can do it in advance. I can sell it now, even though it doesn't exist yet. We don't follow that. We follow the Chachamim. That you can't sell something which is not here yet. What's the reason? The reason is because Chachamim believe a transaction has to be based on the full consent and commitment of the seller or the giver and, uh, and the buyer. Without the full consent and commitment, you can't uh, have a sale. It doesn't work. When somebody sells something which is not here, you can't access yet, there's no, we, we assume that the, the consent is not a complete one. You don't consent to a sale for something you can't see with your eyes. Since the consent is not complete, therefore the sale is not a sale. That's the other way to look at it. And this is a big debate and dispute, and Behuda, Rabbi Kiva Eger, Rabbi Behuda and Achuva with his son-in-law, they're having a big debate about it. it. It relates to a general question. When we have a Kenyan, what drives the Kenyan? What makes a transaction? What causes a transfer of ownership from one person to another? Is it the act, the Kenyan itself, the physical act? We know that every time you buy something, you have to uh, perform a physical, I call the act of transfer, a Kenyan, and that makes it uh, the new owners. Is it that the Kenyan itself has this power? Torah says that when you make a formal Kenyan, which the Torah describes exactly what that act, that the act of transfer should be like. And once you perform this, combined with the consent, of course, it becomes yours. Or the, or the truth is, that the Kenya doesn't do anything. It's just your consent. Two people consent. I cede my ownership to you. You can now own it. That itself creates the transfer of ownership. Why do we need a Kenyan, a physical act? is just to affirm that you truly mean it. That you consent, when you consent to give it to someone else, you truly intend to give it to them. It wasn't just lip service. So in order to confirm this in a very firm way, in a concrete way, we make a Kenyan. The Kenyan is merely revealing 
that the consent is genuine and wholeheartedly. These are the two ways of looking at it. If we say that the main point of a Kenyan is the consent, and the act is merely an indication that the consent is real and, 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 and wholeheartedly, then obviously the reason I'm is not valid because there's no real consent. If we say that the Kenyan itself plays a major role in uh, creating this transfer of ownership, is the act that that creates that, then we could say that the reason Dov Shabalam is not valid is because you're not transferring anything. The thing is not here yet. Apich Siddhis, that the whole concept of Kenyan is a real objective change of reality. Their properties, Nesusa Gedusha, had a shaykhist to one person's neshama, for him to refine and elevate those nitsutas. And now you're transferring to somebody else's domain means that the, the nitsutas are not shaykh to his neshama. As we know from the Baal Shem Tov and from various sources in Pinim So it makes sense that the true reason why can't be transferred to someone else's ownership is because um, there's nothing here yet. The whole idea of a Kenyan means that the Netzutzik Dusha are being transferred. By Yoka Masoda, when the Torah describes how the Moses Machpela became Avrams, he doesn't use Vayikem, that he bought the field. Vayokam, the Soda, the field of the Moses Machpela rose. Rashi says, Tkumba Hesolai. And Pirsilis, we understand what that means, that there is a change and transformation in the Nitzutzik Dusha of that field that became now connected to Avram. The mere fact that it became part of the ownership of Avram already created a change in that field because now there was an interplay between the Neshama of Avram and the Nitzutzik Dusha that are embedded and are responsible for the existence of that field. So there is a whole change happening by Yoka Kuma So that's the union of, of Api, Api Pnimis Atere, the concept of a Kenyan. Koine Shemayim Vahor, as we say, the Ebesh is called Koine Shemayim Vahor. Koine Shemayim doesn't mean that he's, in, in an in economic sense, the Ebesh has a Kenyan in the world. It really means that he's sustaining it. He is physically, he's constantly involved in creating it, and he's this source of, right, he has a real connection with the, with, with, with the Chais, which, the life force which sustains creation. Same thing here, that there's a real bond between the Neshama and the property that the person owns. Now, there's a lot of uh, sources to, to point to this, that before a person is born, it's preordained which field will be the person's, which house. The Gemara says in, 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 uh, in, in Saita. So that obviously tells us that there is a deeper spiritual bond we have with, with physical property. So it seems more likely that the Pshat of Dovish Labala Ilam the reason you can't sell is because there, there is no, nothing here. There, there's no Netzutzik Dusha yet uh, to, to be affected by this, this Kenyan. So if we say that the reason for Lovish because there's nothing here yet, then it doesn't make sense. Ashvua, without Ashvua, just because I promise that I'll give it to you, that I promise that I'm giving it to you and I intend to give it to you, is, is it doesn't change the reality. The thing is not here yet. But if the reason is because 
of Gemira's uh, das because the person's consent may not be fully there and you may not give it wholeheartedly, then we can say a shvua is an indication the guy makes a shvua that he's giving it. A shvua is a serious commitment. So that clearly indicates that there is a Gemira's das. There's a full consent. So therefore, the, the Rosh argues that because Esav took a shvua that is giving the prayer to Yaakov, that's why it worked, even though it's Abdullah Shalabala Elam. Now there is a machloik is Rishenim. If somebody sells in one sale a whole uh, bunch of products, some which are not here yet and some that are already here, do we say since the sale applies to the that which is already here, it already applies to those which is not Yibbalayilam. Since I'm selling it in one sale, in one transaction. This is a big machlokes. Shenem the Mordechai brings a machlokes. Chachmei Hador had a big debate about it. The Ramah brings in the Chosh Mishpat. There's a machlokes, but we say that we split. We say whatever is Yibbalayilam is valid. Whatever is not Yibbalayilam is not a sale. Or do we, since it's already valid for one, it applies to the other. Some Chaynim one or two say that this is only if we believe that the the problem and the impediment of of selling a Dovashal is because there's no Gmirazdat, there's no consent. So you can say in this case, since there is stuff that is Bolailam, and I'm including in the same sale Dovashaloi Bolailam, so if there's cons- there's clearly consent here because I'm selling stuff that I have, that is in existence, that is here already. So therefore, we can't say that I'm selling the Dovah Shalei without full consent. I'm including it in one, one transaction. You can't say that I have two types of consent. So therefore, it makes sense that if you sell two, two things together, then it, it's valid. But if you say that the reason is because it's not here, I'm not selling anything, you can't sell something which doesn't exist, then, then, it's, then why, why should it apply? Why should it be valid? Even if I include the shloi bala elam together with the bala elam in one transaction, what is bala elam should be should be a valid sale, and what is not bala elam should not be a valid sale. So some achrenim the pardesheis wants to say with this we can answer the kasha with 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 Esav um, and Yaakov. When Esav sold the bechayre, there were several things about the bechayre. One is the future inheritance, which is loy bala elam, but before matan teire. The Bechayim also served. You know, they used to send, uh, offer Karbanas to Hashem. Noyach offered Karbanas Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov. And they offered on a bomb, on, a, on an altar. And who were the ones who served before Matan It says also the Bechayim. So Yaakov wanted to have the Schus to serve uh, as a Bechor at that moment, at that day. He wasn't uh, looking for something Shalibala Elam. The fact that he also wanted to have other privileges of a Bechayim. Like the extra inheritance and uh, serving in Lost Lover in the Besamigdish Hashlishi, these are Loibala Ilam, but he's buying both things, certain privilege that are Bala Ilam, serving the Nobel, according to those Shittas Rishainim that the Ramor brings, that if you combine the two, then you, you can be kind of everything, even Dovash Loibala Ilam, then we can understand why the sale was a valid sale. But again, it's only if you believe that the reason. The obstacle in selling Dovash Leibo is because of consent. Then you can say, in this case, there's no problem of consent. The Ksaytha and Simeri Shayin also asked the question, 
It brings the question from the Chavosh. How could Yaakov buy Dovash Alabala Elam? And he comes up with this Chiddush. Makes a, he says a Chiddush there that the din of you can't sell Dovash Alabala Elam is only to sell something or to give something. Transfer ownership from one person to another. You can't do that with something that doesn't exist yet. But how about Siluk? Siluk means I um, remove myself from a privilege. There's something that is coming to me. I had somebody, uh, something is owed to me. In the future, not yet, but later in the future. I can remove myself from that privilege that I'm not, I, I give up and I forgive that privilege. Even though the thing is not present yet, it's not relevant yet. It's only in the future. Because when I remove myself from something, I'm not working with this, with the object that I'm selling. I'm working with myself. I am removing myself from the privilege. I am here. So I can change, I can be meichel, I can be mesalik, I can remove myself from the situation and, and give up seed and relinquish the right to that privilege. Even if that privilege is not yet relevant, it will be relevant in the future. So he says, this is why Yaesav said, Lomali Bukhaira, what do I need Bukhaira? So at that moment he basically relinquished his right to the Bukhaira. That you can do even if a Dovashalay Bala Ilam. So it's another way of answering that question.